Welcome to the Commercial Real Estate Investing from A to Z podcast. I'm your host, Steph Boldrini. This podcast is for everyone who wants to be part of our real estate family and learn commercial real estate investing from A to Z. I'll be sharing with you tips for real estate investing while being mentored by a few people with several years of experience so that you and I can make the least amount of mistakes as possible and succeed a lot faster. My goal is to keep things very straightforward because I value your time and you are here to learn. In the last episode, we learned how should a retail investor think and approach their investments in today's world, what are tenants looking for in a retail center nowadays, and what do both tenants and landlords want to see on their lease. In today's podcast, we are focusing on personal finances, one of the most asked for topics has been on the financing side of real estate investing. Do we need to be employed to get a commercial real estate loan? Does our credit score matter? How long are these loans for? Are the interest rates the same as residential rates? What does the down payment look like? What are the risks? What are the loan options, etc., etc.? So, we will have a series of interviews coming up with commercial lenders to discuss the financing side of things in order to clarify these questions. And I thought it would be appropriate to discuss personal finances today in order to make sure that all of us get started on the right foot. And first, I want to give you a little background on why there is this little voice inside of my head telling me to talk about personal finances with you today. About three months ago, I was introduced to one of the most beautiful and generous souls I have ever met. This person is a super experienced and successful real estate investor here in Silicon Valley. And about seven years ago, he decided to give back to the community by hosting at his house around 25 people twice a week and teaching them about real estate investing. He is so committed to educating people that he does this even on the holidays. Believe it or not, he had an event on the evening of the 4th of July and I was just super impressed and humbled by his generosity. And no, there are no catches. It's 100% free to anyone who wants to learn. And no, he doesn't get anything from it. Trust me, he could spend all of this time making a lot of money if he was to put that time into real estate investing. What he says all the time is that when you get to the level of being financially independent, you get a chance to give back. When you take care of your needs, you are able to help others. And that by giving back in this way, the entire community thrives. And he's a firm believer of lifting everyone. And I think that is so beautiful. So I have been there about three times so far. And when you come in as a first time guest, he gives you a book that we study. And this time around, we are studying a book called Cashflow 
Quadrant by Robert Kiyosaki. He is the author of the famous book Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And before we start digging into the book, he talks to everyone at his house about debt, student loan debt, credit card debt, car loan debt, and a few other things, things that by design, we don't learn in school. And that is why some people in our society don't know how to manage their finances. So every time that I have been there, I was in shock to see with my own bare eyes, with contacts on, people of all walks of life, from starving artists to highly successful entrepreneurs, to Harvard and MIT graduates, and even early Bitcoin buyers, a lot of these people share that they have credit card debt and that they are paying 26% interest on their credit card. Once I saw a doctor say that she has $250,000 in student loans at something like 6 or 8% interest. Another person had a car loan at a 15% interest rate. I also saw people that work in technology <laughs> realize that in two months they will run out of money because their credit card is growing every month and very soon their expenses will be higher than their income because of that high interest rate on their credit card. And all of this was completely foreign to me. The amount of people that are in debt was eye-opening to me. It was really people from all walks of life. And this is probably because of the way I was raised in the family I was born in. I learned not to do that. And also in Brazil, at least by the time that I left, our culture was that you just don't spend more than what you make. You pay off your credit card every single month. And so I knew that some people had credit card debt, <laughs> but I had no idea that it was to this extent and at those rates and that this is a common trend even amongst highly educated people. So the goal today is to share with you what you can do to improve your personal finances. And if you have your finances figured out, awesome. You can skip this episode. Starting next week, we will have great guests talking about commercial lending. So let's get started. Number one, if you have credit card debt and you have an interest rate that is anything higher than zero, fear not, <laughs> you are not alone as we just found out. The first thing you will do is call your existing credit card company and ask for a 0% interest rate for 18 months. They will likely say no. And then you're just going to go open one of the credit cards out there that gives you 0% interest for 18 months. One of the best that I have found is called City Double Cash. And so you just transfer that entire balance to this new credit card and you're not going to be accumulating more debt for at least a year and a half. So this will give you a year and a half to pay off your existing debt without it growing every month, which is great. Number two, on that same note, if you have, let's say, $5,000 in credit card debt and you are paying 20% interest in that debt. That's $1,000 that you're paying every single year. So your balance is growing by $1,000 every single year. And 
If at the same time you have, let's say, $10,000 in your savings, you should definitely use $5,000 to pay off that credit card debt so that you don't incur $1,000 every single year in interest. So that's $1,000 saved right there. And on top of that, with this CD double cash credit card, you are going to get 2% cash back on all of your purchases, which is the best deal that I have found so far. If you guys know of a better deal, feel free to share with me and I'll happily share in the next episode. I personally don't like the Miles credit card because I think that in the end, getting 2% cash back ends up being more money than the miles that I would get. So I can use that money to buy my airplane tickets and I can also even have more money left at the end of the day. Another thing that I have heard someone do is open those airline credit cards and with those you get 50,000 miles up front or 100,000 miles, I believe, and that person just uses these miles to their Europe trips because they have family there and then they close the credit card after they use those miles. That's another tip, but if you're gonna be traveling and (laughs) spending a ton of money on those trips, I I don't recommend doing that. Number three, if you have a school loan, that's totally fine as well, as we learned, but make sure that you get a low interest rate in it. Or if you have multiple student loans, make sure that you consolidate all of your loans into one with a lower interest rate. Number four, if you have a checking account that is paying you one penny per month, you can open an account with a company called Wealthfront. That's wealthfront.com. They are paying the highest rate that I could find on a cash account, and that is 2.32% today. And they offer up to $1 million in FDIC insurance, unlike the other banks that offer 250,000 insurance. I know someone that works there and they told me that the way that they are able to give you a million dollars FDIC insurance is because they break up your balance down with different institutions. For example, they'll put 250K with Bank of America, another 250K with Wells Fargo, and so on and so forth. And apparently you can do that up to a million dollars. Number five, watch out your expenses. If you buy Starbucks every day, you might want to get a coffee machine and do it at home. I never understood why people spend three to five dollars for coffee every single day when they can make coffee at home. And it was only after I had a really, really, really good job after my 30s that I started giving myself the gift of buying lattes at five (laughs) dollars on the weekends only. Number six, if you have junk in a self-storage facility and if you are paying 80 to 100 dollars per month, do the math, that's 1200 dollars per year. Are the things that are inside your self-storage worth that much or should you just get rid of all of these things as you guys know i am looking at investing in self-storage facilities and 
I have people telling me, oh yeah, I have one for the last six years. Another friend said, I have one for <laughs> the last 10 years and the things inside are definitely not worth that. The most recent person told me, you are not going to believe how much I pay for self-storage every month. $1,000. That is $12,000 per year that that person is spending in self-storage. Well, sell everything that is inside it or donate it. You will end up saving money. Number seven, negotiate. It's unbelievable how many people don't. I have been looking at doing um, eye surgery and after going to the best doctors in my area, they told me that it was going to be $5,000 and I asked them what is the best price that I can get if I sign up today. One of them told me $4,800 and then I said, is there anything else that you can give me? And he said, $4,600. I'm glad you asked because nobody asks. Another example, a friend of mine got a notification that their rent was going to be increased by $200 per month. And since this was not a bad increase, that person said, okay. But then later that evening, their significant other said, but you didn't even try to ask them to not increase the rent. And so my friend went back to the landlord and asked them to please not increase the rent. And they got the deal. <laughs> That's $2,400 saved that year by asking one question. Please don't increase my rent. So those are the very basic tips that I can give you today. Obviously, you can Google how to be financially savvy, etc. and do that after you take care of all of these things. If this is too overwhelming for you, it's too many things to do, there is a little hack that I learned for you to do one thing for five minutes every day. So today, start by changing your credit card. Tomorrow, open the Wealthfront account and get the 2.32% interest on your checking account. And then the next day, buy that coffee machine. I hope this was helpful to you. And uh, if I was able to help even one person have more money in their bank accounts today, I will be so happy. And I will say that this was a very successful episode because that will trickle down into their loved ones. This person is going to be teaching the people around them how to save money or how to make money with the money that they have. I'm posting every single link on all of the tips that I gave you on the blog post that is under notes. So make sure to click on the blog post so you can check and follow through on all of this information. I want to give a little shout out to our latest friend, Anna Mac 303 she wrote a super sweet review titled life-changing parenthesis not being dramatic <laughs> close parenthesis she said stephanie gets right to the point and has a voice that is incredibly easy to listen to even better the content is invaluable and i have already created a list of all the super important info i have learned so much and i can't believe this info is free Amazing. Oh, Anna, you made my day. Thank you so much for your super sweet review. I really appreciate it. You have a friend or a family member, as I like to say, 
here in San Francisco. So if you are ever in town, let me know. And I'll be happy to give you a few more notes to take. And with that, if you have not subscribed to our podcast yet, make sure to hit that subscribe button. And if you know someone that would like to learn more about commercial real estate investing, make sure to share this podcast with them. See you next time.